It's no secret that real estate is one of the best investment vehicles out there. But with all the current uncertainty, how do we know when and where to put our hard-earned money to work for us? It's easy to become distracted by that shiny object or the quote-unquote next best thing. So how do we determine which strategies will best align with our financial goals? Whether you're an active real estate entrepreneur, a passive investor, or looking to get into real estate investing, our goal is to provide investors with the insights and strategies to build our portfolios all while protecting our capital. I'm Danny Nichols. And I'm Chris Thompson. This is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. Listen, if you're interested in passive real estate investing, but aren't sure how or where to get started, our passive investing guide walks you through the entire process from understanding the benefits to performing the due diligence. Download your copy today at twosmartassets.com and start taking action. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Nichols, and today our guest is Lauren Breichel. Lauren is part of the Investor Relations Team for Spartan Investment Group. In this role, she assists the team with organizing private equity for Spartan's projects and creates investor-facing collateral, communications, and investor education events. Lauren, it's great to see you. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Daniel. Great to be here. Oh, uh, super pumped to have you on the show. Been waiting for this for a long time, but uh, you know, we briefly touched on your background there in the intro, but to kick this thing off, I want to make sure our listeners know more about you, Lauren. So please share with us a little bit more about your background and how you got to where you are today. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so background wise, you know, I grew up in the Southeast and from there played golf my whole life. So that's, you know, a lot of you know me, know I love to play golf. So <laughs> that's where that started at. Um, right where the PGA Tour headquarters is there in Ponte Beach, Beach, Florida. So that brought me out to Belmont Abbey College in Charlotte, North Carolina to play golf. Um, started working out there for some tech startups and things like that, which jump-started my marketing branding career. And then a couple of years ago, Spartan found me. Um, I think we found each other on LinkedIn, which is super cool. Wow. And yeah, so we're out here in Denver and Golden, Colorado and... Um, yeah, the rest is history. So I've been here with Spartan a couple of years. They originally hired me on for some branding and marketing and, um, free up storage was partially my project. So it's been really fun. Our new national brand. Um, but now I'm full-time investor relations, capital raising, and it's, it's been super awesome. So, yeah. Well, one thing's for sure. You guys are absolutely crushing it over there at Spartan. Uh, and you know, we've connected before you and I, Lauren, and uh, I'm very familiar with you, with what you guys are doing over there. And so you guys are doing it at a rapid pace and I, I love to see that. So congratulations on everything you've done so far, because I know you've been a great success and help to them over there at Spartan. So, um, but, you know, as, as we mentioned in your bio, you know, your role at Spartan focuses on private equity, communication, investor relations, stuff like that you know, and you, you had some kind of stuff with some startups before, but did you have any experience with the type of work you're doing at Spartan, uh, in your previous roles? No, not at all. Um, so when I originally did get hired for marketing, um, our chief investment officer, Ryan Gibson, you know, he was my boss and still is. And he was like, you know, you would be great in the investor relations department. And I was like, what's that? <laughs> so that's where that started. And for the last two years, we've been working together and he, back in the day, had a lot more time to train me and teach me all the things I did not know and the, the finance backgrounds and things like that. So I've gone and gotten some education outside, but Ryan has really been the main driver in getting me geared up for this role. So very appreciative to him. That's very cool. I'm, I'm Thank you for diving into that. I know uh, Ryan's very, he's a great guy. So you definitely got to surround yourself with a great team, you know, and so kind of can you just take it for a minute for a second, for a second? you know, your investor relations, talk to us a minute about what that is. You know, some people might 
out there thinking, you know, maybe they're past investors, maybe they're trying to get in actively. What is investor relations and what does it look like your role specifically? Sure. So investor relations is anything that is investor facing. So we are the point of contact for our investors, current, past and future. Um, we are the ones who answer the phone calls, go over the deals, um, make sure they get their distributions, you know, anything that they need, we're there for them. We also put together some educational content for them or and for new investors as well who are looking to get into the space and don't really know, you know, what a syndication is or what bonus depreciation is. So um, we work on that. And we also do investor facing events. So either happy hours all over the country or conferences, or we'll do a lot of self-storage tours of our facilities. So I mean, if it's has anything to do with private equity or investors, that's us. <laughs> so. Well, and you guys travel across the country, right, to do those events. Because I think, like you were saying before the show, you were just in Atlanta, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. We had a happy hour there last night. That's amazing. You guys are really all over the place. Absolutely crushing it. So I uh, love to see that. And uh, so, you know, you're talking about connecting with investors, educating them, and, and all on the point of raising capital for these deals or just, you know, providing information to investors. What are some of the methods you're using to connect with investors other than happy hour and stuff like that? How are you reaching out to uh, um, new investors? Sure. Well, it's actually, they, for the most part, make our job really easy. So nine out of 10 times, they come to us first and they're like, hey, we're interested in investing. We're interested in storage as an asset class. Like, tell me more about it. So, you know, we just, we tell them about Spartan's history, about the offerings we have coming up. We tell them about the tax implications and the tax advantages, um, all that good stuff. So, yeah, other than that, I mean, if we go to them, it's, you know, hey, I'd love to hear about your investment goals. Like, are you looking to invest passively in syndications? You know, we we do get a lot of people who own single family homes or a couple duplexes or something like that. And they're wanting to get out of the management side in the day to day. And they come to us and they want to just place their money passively and not worry about it at night. So... It's a beautiful thing. And I know you guys are out there absolutely doing a ton of deals. So that's amazing. And, you know, you know, you talk about, you know, having the high demand investors coming to you. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, some of those investors may be newer investors. And you talked earlier about educating investors, um, you know, and that's a big part of raising capital process, right? So how is Spartan, how, how is your team specifically approaching that education piece? Sure. So we have a YouTube channel with a ton of content that we've created, you know, over the years. We used to do monthly educational webinars. We were hoping to ramp that back up once uh, the deal flow settles down a little bit. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, so we'll take anything from tax advantages or investing with your IRA or, you know, uh, tax implications of gains here or investing in debt or equity or, you know, whatever it might be, um, or even just as simple as what is a syndication or why invest in self-storage? What makes self-storage a great asset class? Um, so all over the place, like I said, we're going to be starting them back up. But, you know, when we do have new offerings, our chief team does still go during a live webinar and they go through every part of the deal live with the investors and they're able to ask Q&As. So from deal education perspective, we do that still. Well, I do have to say, you know, being, you know, uh, a part of that, you know, seeing those those webinars and those deal communications, very in-depth, right? I uh, highly recommend anybody who's interested in self-storage, check you guys out, but also know that you're going to get a lot of good stuff when it comes to details and in 
in particular with that deal, right? So uh, you guys do a great job for sure. Um, you know, and so that education piece is huge and you guys are providing all this information to investors. Um, you know, are you finding a certain way? Obviously, there's, you get a lot of interest, right? But some of that interest may just be that. It may be initial interest. You know, you kind of got some some investors kicking the tires, maybe something like that. And uh, have you found anything that has been especially effective for taking somebody who maybe just kicking the tires and actually converting them to somebody who's placing capital in deals? Absolutely. You know, and to your point, some people will always just be those kind of tire kickers. They're just interested in learning more or maybe our splits or fees or whatever it might be, might not be for them, which is totally fine. Um, You know, but one thing we've really taken the approach to find out more about them and what their goals are. And, you know, if they're like, oh, you know, kind of lukewarm on a deal, we'll ask them why, you know, what about this deal or what about this investment is, you know, what are you hesitant about? And, you know, that a lot of times gets them thinking and it's like, well, why not? You know? Um, and like I said, a, a lot of our people that are kind of on the fence between, oh, should I sell my single family rental or my portfolio and just go passive? You know, we talk about the great benefits of not having to worry about toilets breaking or leaks at night or tenants calling you because, you know, something went wrong at two in the morning. Um, and that's very attractive to those people. So that gets them over the fence a lot too. <laughs> it is very attractive. And I, I agree with everything that you just said. Absolutely. I'm on board with it. So uh, I love that. And, you know, with the business that you're in being an investor relations and you're talking, you know, we've talked about education, we've talked about connecting, but one of the main things that, that we've talked about before is the communication and how key it is to effectively communicate, right. To, to yes. potential investors, maybe even repeat investors. Right. But uh, so in terms of that, I kind of want to flip that. Have you seen any in your experience so far, are there any uh, challenges you see in terms of communicating investors, like kind of like maybe repeated challenges you see that you have to get over? Sure. Um, I will say that, you know, our, our software, sometimes we send out quarterly reporting. Sometimes the system calculates the numbers a little bit wrong here and there. So that's definitely a frustration. Um, it's a, a little bit out of our hands because even though we we put it in right, sometimes it just doesn't pop back out the way we'd sure. want it to. But, you know, other than that, we we do our monthly communications with our occupancy updates and any construction updates, et cetera, for our portfolio. And that goes out in the first every single month, um, like clockwork. And then we also do our quarterly updates, like I said there, um, a little bit more in depth. We go into more specific pinpoints, um, great, bad, or indifferent on each deal in our portfolio. Um, and then we also do send out our reporting which comes from our IMS system, which is the distributions. We also send um, pro forma versus actual for the NOI revenue and expenses as well. So I just think investors love to see that. They love the transparency. Um, other than that, communication-wise, you know, sometimes our emails do go to spam or investors don't read them. And they're like, wait a minute, we haven't heard of you guys in six months. And it's like, well, we tried, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, so other than that, I mean, it's, it's been pretty great and we've gotten a lot of great feedback on our communication. Um, the investors love that we're just transparent. If it's something's going wrong, you know, we're going to tell them why and what we're going to do to fix it. And we're not going to hide it from them. And I, I think that goes a long way. So. I think that's huge. Uh, you, you talk about transparency and, and even just like you said, on those, on those reports, either whether they're monthly or quarterly, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but you guys actually show uh, information for every deal in your portfolio. Is that, is that correct? I mean, that's, that's unique. Yes. So yeah, if you're, you know, say you were only in one investment, you can see all 30 of ours because, you know, we're open and willing to show you everything that's going on. So. 
I think that's amazing. And, you know, you don't see that, at least I haven't seen that very much. And I think it's, it's pretty amazing. I love what you guys are doing uh, with that specifically. So, you know, you have, you have a lot of ways to uh, effectively communicate, you're educating, you're doing all these things. And the point is, you know, Hey, let's get investors connected and uh, hooked up here. And, you know, we touched on something before the show and that's the, uh, the kind of the method for raising capital. And that's the no like, and trust model of a raising capital. Can you talk about what that is and, and how you guys apply that at Spartan? Sure. Um, so, you know, it, it's a lot easier to trust someone with your money. If you've spent a lot of time talking to them, if you've met them in person, if you've gone to have a drink together, um, then just having a cold conversation over the phone. So it's, it's a priority of ours to actually go out and meet up with our investors, have lunch, have coffee, no matter whether if we're in their area or we fly out to see them, or if we happen to be at a conference together, um, we always make time to get to know them, sit down, learn about their families and their and their lives and their interests. And I think that goes a long way. We're not just, you know, on the other end of the phone, just wanting their money to fund a deal, right? We we do really care about them. And, and I think they can really tell, especially when we, you know, fly across country and put together meetups so they can meet other investors. And it's like, oh, wait, so you're an investor and you're an investor and everyone's happy. And it's cool to see that community come together. Yeah, you guys are doing it on a high level, that's for sure. And that that no like and trust model is exactly, you know, that's the biggest thing, right? Because as as a passive investor like myself, you know, I want to be able to trust who I'm investing with, right? And that's the biggest key of it. You guys could have a mediocre deal and turn it in, you know, turn to something amazing, right? Just because of, you know, you guys are doing such a great job. And now I trust you to do that job, right? And execute that business plan. So I think that's phenomenal. And I love that you bring that up. Um, you know. And you guys are focused on self-storage. So I don't, I don't think we might might not have mentioned that before, but you guys are focused on self-storage. Um, talk about why self-storage is an attractive investment option right now. Sure. Well, there are so many reasons. Um, we, lo- we love it for, you know, top reasons being it's, it's very easy to scale. It's recession resistant. It's very easy to evict. There are no moratoriums on storage like there are multifamily, things like that. It's essentially a metal box, right? Uh, so it's it's a very simple concept. And we might have a property manager that's full-time. We, we might not even... Uh, a lot of our facilities are automated and they're running very smoothly. We know we have our easy to book and pay online software. So we have someone come by every now and then, make sure everything's looking great, maintenance people, et cetera. Um, so low overhead... Like I said, recession resistant, you know, and in economic booms and busts, it does well. I guess two ancillary revenue streams, you know, we can implement U-Haul rentals on site and tenant insurance fees. And we can raise the rents to market rates, which, you know, not necessarily an upside of obviously that's everywhere in value add, but it's crazy how many ways there are to bring cash flows into the properties and just thinking out of the box, you know, ice machines and notary services, et cetera. So possibilities are endless. Absolutely. And I got to be honest with you, before I started investing in self-storage passively, I had no idea about any of that stuff. I knew about U-Haul and that was it. That was the only one. And then, you know, I got to speak with a lot of people, you know, people on our team, you and your, uh, you and others on your team and uh, learned about some of that stuff and is amazing. I mean, that is a huge benefit of it. And, you know, kind of like you were saying, this is a recession resistant uh, asset play. And, you know, if anybody dives into the information that's been, you know, put out by, you know, Mark Similichap or whoever about how it's performed, even, you know, during COVID and, you know, up till now, it's done nothing but great things, right? I mean, you can see yeah. that it's really, it's really performed well. So, so with that being said, you know, you guys focus on automation and ancillary um, 
income streams or whatever, when it comes to putting this, what kind of markets are you guys focused on in terms of, you know, where you're buying assets? Sure. So we look in 150 MSAs across the country, uh, mostly secondary and tertiary markets. So we don't like to have re- competition. Um, we have some crazy algorithms sometimes that just don't fare well for us. Um, so right now we're, we're loving Texas, half of our portfolios in Texas. Florida, Georgia, Tennessee are really great markets. I think Georgia was the highest growth market in the last year. Um, so we are buying a ton of stuff in Georgia. We have a couple of things out in Colorado and Washington State as well. And then we're actually building um, ground up in Sandy, Oregon. And then another market we like is uh, Wisconsin. There's actually a lot of great growth in Wisconsin as well. Very cool. Very cool. I uh, love to hear that. And it's interesting. You guys are focused on the secondary and tertiary markets. Um, I think that's, that's, that's very interesting. Let's talk about, uh, you know, you guys do do, I mean, you, you mentioned Sandy being um, a development project, but you guys actually develop a lot of units on top of projects that you buy in place, right? Can you talk a little yeah. about kind of the strategy there? Yeah, absolutely. So when we're looking for value-add properties or portfolios, we we love to see when they come with extra parcels of land or parking lots or you know RV storage and boat storage that can be converted into units because they rent at a higher rate. So when we're doing our due diligence and looking at you know feasibility, et cetera, saturation demand in the market, if we can add another 30,000 square feet to 200,000 square feet, um, that's what we love to see. So um, for example, we're buying a portfolio in Dallas right now and I think there's over 250,000 square feet of expansion potential, but we only underwrote about 160,000 square feet just to be conservative and, you know, just because that's what would be more feasible. Um, but yeah, ton of expansion. We love that. We have a whole construction team in house that, you know, they're based all over the country and, and in our headquarters in Golden as well. And yeah, they're on it. They have tons of projects going on constantly. <laughs> yeah, they got to be slammed right now. I'm sure they're yeah. very, very busy right now, uh, trying to keep up with all that you guys are doing. You know, and in terms of in terms of that, you're talking about building and doing, you know, on top of these these assets you're buying. Are you guys focused on buying large portfolios of properties, or sometimes is it just that single asset play, the single property? Both. So we we love the portfolios. It's a great way to scale. Um, and it's a kind of an all-in-one deal, but we do buy the single facilities as well. Um, our minimum square footage is, I think, I want to say 40,000. I might be way off um, 40,000 square feet, but we absolutely still find great single property deals. And yeah, they just definitely don't come as come as often as the portfolios, which is okay. But Sure, sure. And like we've spoken about before, Lauren, you guys are out there crushing it. So in terms of that, what's next for Spartan? You guys are out there just slamming deals right now. What's next? Yeah, absolutely. So I think we'll be about at about a half a billion in assets by the end of 2021. Um, our goal was a billion by the end of 2023, I think. But then our CIO the other day said 3 billion or something. So that might be a myth, but I was like, wow, <laughs> we're, we're going big. So we're going to keep focusing on storage. Um, we love the asset class. We really are becoming a big operator in the space and we are filling out our team to just crush it. So yeah, we'll be, we'll be in the storage space for a while. Yeah, it sounds like you're gonna have to cancel some days off because I feel like you're gonna be uh, locked up for a while with all the work you have, with all the work you guys have going on. So, you know, Lauren, I appreciate you coming on the show and talking about, you know, you know, communicating with investors, raising capital, and stuff like that. Talking about Spartan and also just self storage in general. But uh, before we get out of here, uh, want to let you tell more about what you guys got going on. If you guys have any resources, and then how they can connect with you personally. Absolutely. Thanks. So 
Our website, spartan-investors.com, is a great place to find new investor education. There's all kinds of articles and videos and educational content there um, that the team has made. So check that out. Also, we have a YouTube channel with a plethora of videos as well. Um, and then find us on social, uh, Spartan Investment Group on you know Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the all the channels. So <laughs> awesome! Yeah, you guys are all over the place. Love seeing your guys' stuff on social media, emails, all that stuff. YouTube, Thank it's you. just it's all great. So I highly recommend all of us just go check that out. Uh, connect with Lauren if you can. Lauren, we're gonna make sure to put all that stuff in the show notes so our listeners can can go find that. But uh, Lauren, as usual, it's always great talking to you. Thanks for coming on the show today. All right. Thanks so much, Daniel. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe to the show. And while you're there, we really appreciate you leaving a rating and written review. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show, connect with us on social media or through our website at twosmartassets.com. We look forward to speaking to each and every one of you. Talk to you soon.